Who is my neighbor? I met someone about a year ago. <clears throat> it's early. I met someone somewhat about a year ago that I never quite expected uh, to meet, never quite expected to know. That's Facebook for you. Ain't that true? So uh, through my support of, uh, of different organizations over Facebook, I was friended by a man from Uganda. Pretty cool, I was excited. <clears throat> so we got to know one another. You know, we talked about our families, our work. We talked about, you know, where we lived, uh, the village or the city, whatever. We talked about our Catholic faith that we both had. We even had a few conversations uh, on the phone. So that was good. Um, before long, though, he asked me for help. He asked me for financial help. And my first reaction was like, oh, you know, my first reaction was probably the first that we would all have. I said, oh, okay, okay, okay. But, okay, so without, without truly knowing him, but, but somewhat knowing him, I said yes, okay, okay. I did, I did. Um, as all things, I pray about these things. So I sent him, you know, just a little something to help with his work, <clears throat> uh, to provide for his family. And I felt good about it, you know. Uh, long story short, that wasn't the last time he asked me for money. Wasn't the last time. And I was very, very conflicted about this. I was on many, many days. Because on one hand, I felt, is this man that I, I, I've never actually met trying to take advantage of an American priest who thinks I'm rich, <laughs> which I'm not. Um, and on the other hand, I know that in Uganda, their economy is poor and underprivileged. So, yes, on several occasions, I sent him, uh, sent him some money for uh, his different work needs, for his career. Not much, you know, I didn't have to do that, but I prayed and I was moved to do so. And, you know, that, that time is behind me, you know, this, this period of time, yet we still keep in touch, all right? We still talk once in a while. So I asked myself, you know, was his faith as genuine as he said? I don't know. Was he completely honest in telling me his story and asking for help? I, I'll never know. You know, would I, were he here, would I trust him completely as a brother? I don't know. But I know that he's my neighbor. That much I know. Someone who regardless, I'm called to love. That I know. So we're commanded, we're commanded, love God with your whole being, love your neighbor as yourself. So we love God easily because of how much he loves us. And then we try to love our neighbor um, as, as God loves us, as yourself. So we try to love others, our neighbor, as God loves us, as God would love them. The big question is, right, how do we define this? Who is my neighbor? And that's what this man asks Jesus, right? He's so. He says, yes, I believe it. He says, I will love my neighbor, but what are the parameters? Lord, how do I define this? Is it those who I know personally? Is it those I see? Is it those that are close to me? Or is it those in my neighborhood that I'm responsible for? You know, is it those who are like me? Those who ask for my help? Is it those who deserve my help? It's an open question. 
And Jesus lays it on, all right, he puts it to this man, thick and personal. He says, a man was on his way to Jericho. Immediately, this scholar of the law has a red flag. He says, this is not a friendly town. Mm -mm. Jericho is not a Jewish town. Jericho itself means moon. So the people from Jericho often, often associated with uh, this moon cult. In other words, pagan worship. So this man on his way to Jericho was not a friendly neighbor. And so when the priest and the Levite rightly passed by, probably said a prayer, but passed by, a Samaritan stopped. Samaritans were also not brothers and sisters to the Jews. They were not Jews. They were often associated with the Assyrians. Remember the Assyrians who conquered over Israel for a time, who conquered over Jews, were often at, uh, at odds with them. So this Jericho people, not friends. The Samaritans, unwelcome neighbors. So furthermore, Samaritans and the people of Jericho had nothing to do with one another. They had nothing in common, and they weren't neighbors either. So what Jesus is defining and he's bringing home is that this person who maybe knew God the least, this Samaritan, show God the most. This person who knew God the least showed God the most. And this person who knew nothing of God's law showed God's mercy, which is 100% of God. This man saw a person in need. He saw a person in need because of the mercy that God had placed within his heart. Because mercy is not a gift that comes from us. We don't have this power, this superpower of mercy. We don't have it in us. This comes from God. It's, like, it's a gift that God instills in every person that he creates in his image and likeness. Just give, to want to give to someone else who has nothing to give to us. And to love someone who doesn't deserve our love. So that should be an affirmation for all people that if you see someone in need and your heart is moved, you know God dwells in you. It means we're seeing what he sees in another person. So by that rationale, rationale, when we see need in someone else, that makes them our neighbor. It's that simple to see a need in someone else that makes us our neighbor. Because all we can do before God is share in our neediness. That's all we're doing today. We share in our neediness. And so God loves us in our need. And so we try to love others in their need. And God doesn't love us because we deserve it. No, he needs us because we need his love. And so we try in our own way to love others because we know they need our love in that moment that God put us there. So who is my neighbor? It's one who needs me, one who needs my, my help, my attention, my, my presence, my ear, my care, my love, my prayers. And if Christ lives in all of us who are baptized, and the whole world needs him, <laughs> doesn't that make everyone our neighbor?